Hello again, it's music-loving Johnny Plea in a rubber-dub style on the BBC World Service, recovered from yet another bugger me, I better start again. <laughs> Sorry about that. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Steve Pank's Radio Nightmares. Oh, yeah. Hi, this is Steve Pank with more Radio Nightmares, a collection of radio bloopers, those unplanned, unscripted, awkward moments that we all love to hear. Just like this. How did you come to be chosen to, to compete in Europe? Yes, yes. How? Oh, now, yeah. How? How long? How, how did they decide to choose you? Well... You told me just now a little story. Yes, yes. Tell me again. Very likely, yes. Tell me again. Do you ever think of giving up? No. I only get the... the old age pension, see? How do you keep fit? Edward. How do you keep fit? Very, very good. Very well. What, what do you do? Hey? What sort of exercise do you do? Yeah. What about this Golden Years Award? What about what? The Golden Years Award. Well, very likely, maybe. You pleased to be selected? Eh? Are you pleased to be selected yeah, for the award? Yeah, But it's different if you've got a very, very good pension. How long will you go on? What, all together? Mm. What, at athletics? How long are you going to stay competitive? How long? Yeah, you're going to, no, how long are you going to stay competitive? You, do you think you will keep winning the races? Oh, 15 years, but 15 years. Best. How did they come to ask you to, to compete in Europe? That's true, yeah. yeah. So, tell me about it. And Silvers from Biden and the European Championships. You're competing against people who are much younger than yourself, aren't you? Yes, yes. How do you compare? Have I? How do you compare with the younger ones? Oh, no. I've had more photographs taken of me than Diane and Charles, but they're wrong places. But you're not thinking of giving up athletics? Oh, still, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're going down to, to compete for this award? Yes, I will, yeah. How do you feel about that? Hey? How do you feel about the award? The Golden Years? What, mate? How do you feel about it? Oh... What, the years? The Golden Years Award. The one in Plymouth that you're going down for tomorrow. Oh, yes. Oh, boy. Hey? Oh, oh, yes. About half past ten. You are listening to Steve Pank's Radio Nightmares. Hello, you're on the air. Hey? From the Oval, Dominic Allen reports. New Zealand, who were put into bat at 56 for two wickets. Wright has made 34 and Martin Crow 10. A fairly quiet 20 minutes play since lunch in March. Contrast with the morning good. session, which was dominated by Ian Bowden. And some news just in. Gas board official David Price says the explosion was caused by gas leaking into the house. When the occupier of a house in Frampton-on-Severn returned home yesterday, she found the walls of her kitchen splattered with blood and blood on the mouth of her white spaniel. Police believe the animal surprised a burglar and savaged him before he could escape. They're also asking the public to report any items of blood splattered color... <coughs> bollocks. Splat... I'm sorry, we'll, we'll return to that report in a moment. Piccadilly News, I'm Leslie Kerwin. Armed robbers have got away with a quarter of a million pounds in an attack on a security van in Oldham. Two masked men forced the van off the road and made off with cash boxes, as Stuart Flinders reports from the scene. Firemen wearing breathing apparatus are working in cramped conditions under spotlights. Three quarters... I'm sorry, we have the wrong report there. Stuart Flinders now reports from the scene at Oldham. Six firemen wearing breathing apparatus are working in cramped... 
I'm sorry, we can go back to that story in a minute. More than a hundred firemen are fighting to prevent a huge explosion on a petrol train on the Yorkshire borders. The train is on fire and leaking its highly inflammable cargo in a moorland tunnel. And back to the armed robbery story. A quarter of a million pounds has been stolen in an attack on a security van in Oldham. Two masked men forced the van off the road, as Stuart Flinders reports from the scene. Of a mile into the summit tunnel, four miles from Todmorden, near the border between West Yorkshire and Greater Manchester. There's... I'm sorry about that. We seem to have the wrong report there again. Steve Pank. Nobody thinks more highly of him than I do. And that'll give you some idea, because I think he's a tit. Strathclyde police are refusing to confirm or deny reports that they've uncovered a cache of explosives at a flat on the south side of Glasgow. The mother of Emma says she's relieved at the news. I, a bigger load of old rubbish I haven't kept me reading glasses on in years. <laughs> then why did you take... I'm sorry, that report seems to have got mislaid. And the chairman of the Kent Federation of PTAs, George Teasdale, says it's time teachers' hours were set down officially. <laughs> oh, sorry, we seem to have some dreadful problems with Mr. Teasdale's uh, recording there. Researchers are to examine the body of a strange animal shot in an area of Scotland where there have been 50 reported sightings of a mystery beast like a, pink, like a black panther. Area manager David Stitchbury says they've taken various emergency measures in the meantime. 9, well, obviously, that wasn't the area manager, David Stitchbury. I don't think he sings like that. This morning's duty officer, Ken Jenkins, says the extra calls are putting the service under great strain. Well, I'm sure from that that Mr. Jenkins appears to be under great strain. The future career of singer Gary Glitter could be in jeopardy. Deborah Prinsler reporting. Steve Pink's <laughs> Radio Nightmares. Wow. The board's main spokesman, Michael Eaton, says in the end, the miners must accept that some pins are uneconomic and must close. Police in Londonderry are investigating two bursts of automatic rifle fire, which rang out in separate parts of the city, city shortly before midnight. Police say they want to question a man. He's described as white, aged between 18 and 22, and 8 foot 10 inches tall. Mr. Scargill is telling the Miners' Union Conference in Sheffield he believes it'll mean 100,000 jobs going in the mining industry. There's no way I'm taking money out of there just to say, uh, you know, he's a kangaroo and he, he drinks Fosters. I'm not interested. If he, he can't play rugby league and he can't play the class I want you to play, I'm not be signing him. Well, obviously, that wasn't Mr. Scargill. Uh, Mr. Scargill, a very... Was it? It was, I'm told. Well, I didn't think it was. The Prime Minister announced the Cabinet's resignation shortly after Shite, uh, Shite and Drew's mu uh, militiamen staged a victory parade through the streets. Mr. Chappell has been an outspoken cricket, critic, crit, critic of the left for a number of years, and today he de de described Arthur Scargill as a dangerous buffoon. Five firemen, <coughs> pardon me, five firemen have died trying to bring forest fires under control. I beg your pardon, I cannot continue with this bulletin. Uh, play me like you play your guitar. Jesus Christ, you're not making me work, aren't you? Uh, page two. God, fuck it out. Hello? 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 Hello, you're on the air. You are listening to Steve Hanks' Radio Nightmares. We'll have some fun. 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 Greetings, pop pickers and snot pickers. 
here it is. The brand new BBC Top 30. Nylon side case of Bondor. Oh, fuck off. Four new ones this week. New number 30. The day has ended for the Royal Scots Dragoon Guards. New number 29 is Big Six Judge Dredd. You are listening to Steve Pank's Radio Nightmares. Hello, you're on the air. How long did it take you, first of all, to research and write this book? Um, well, I'm not sure that's a very sort of fruitful topic, really, because if you are... I mean, if you are by profession a writer, the distinction between what is work and what isn't is always rather arbitrary. I mean, I'd been sort of regarding local history as a hobby for years, because I am a historian anyway, before I realised that this was in fact the next book I was going to write and that I'd better get it commissioned and call it work, you know. And what first attracted you to the area itself? I was living there. Is it very exhaustively covered in research material? Depends if you mean primary or secondary sources. Primary sources. Yes, there's a mass of stuff, but very few people had made use of it. I was surprised to find that it had been mentioned in the Doomsday mm. Book. Yes. yes. And when did it first start to expand? I, I'll get bored with the subject if we go on now. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. um, Right, well, what aspects of the city particularly intrigue you? What aspects of Kentish Town particularly intrigue you? Um, let's avoid the word intrigue, you know. I mean, it sounds as if I was one of these sort of dim old persons, you know, toddling around talking about the old mm. streets of Hampstead. I mean, that, that is not my approach, mm. you know. Um... um I'm sorry, I'm not going to go into detail now. I really shall become bored with it, I warn you, you know. (laughs) I've lectured on this topic more, I think, than on any other topic that I've written about, you know. And um, I'm not likely to dry up. Mm. Uh, Oh, dear, let me see. What else can I suggest that I usually talk about when I talk about this? Um, um, And you presumably want Mm. a bit of local current. Yes, really. It started off, really, around the Fleet River. The Fleet River is one of the bases, yes. You are listening to Steve Pank's Radio Nightmares. I stopped gambling about five years ago, and uh, ever since then I don't play any game for money. Why, why is that? Is that... Uh... <coughs> are we going to see you uh, in any new films coming up soon? Is that a fairly new departure for you? Independent Radio News at four. This is Vivian White. The chairman of... The chairman of the British Steel Corporation, Sir Charles Villiers, has announced a new deal... I can sing anything sweeter than you. No, you can't. Well, we'll, I think, leave it there, because we do want to talk to uh, Sheila, who's called in from Shepherd's Bush just before we uh, say goodbye to um, Howard Keel. That was, of course, from the soundtrack of... um, Annie, get your gun. Sheila, hello. Oh, <laughs> Sheila sings as well. Hello. Um, first of all, Howard, I would like to say how much I enjoyed... Tell me, was the reaction among American newsmen there uh, a bit, uh, bit of concern about their own safety? Could you say that again? I didn't hear it. I say, were the American news people who were there uh, and are there, were they concerned about their safety during the day? No, not at all. They were wandering around and got the usual fairly friendly reaction from the crowd, even when they identified themselves as Americans. 
Yeah, it's that's the most uh, strange thing about Iran. It's actually quite a friendly place when you're actually working there, as long as you don't. Chris, I'm fed up with this. I can't talk with you hanging over me. Look, I'm sorry. I'm having a bit of trouble with my my uh, good friend and hostess. So we've been gone the go for about 15 hours. Okay. Are running short. Would you rather I call you back from the other house? Okay. We, 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 we appreciate your problems. Do whatever uh, makes you okay, I'll safer. Call you back. Hold on. Okay. This is Steve Pank's Radio Nightmares. Mr. Dag Hammarskjöld, the Secretary General of the United Nations, was killed yesterday when his aircraft crashed in northern Rhodesia. He was on his way to the Congo for talks with President Shombi of Katanga when, according to witnesses, there were. There. Fucking hell. Steve Pank's Radio Nightmares. Ah, what a perfect way to finish. That's your lot for this edition of Radio Nightmares. Uh, I'm on Twitter, at Steve Pank. Uh, you can also send in any radio blooper clips you might have to radionightmares at gmail.com. That's radionightmares at gmail.com. And there's more Radio Nightmares next time.